Friends in Christ, a couple of weeks ago, I was at an event at the Cathedral of Saints Peter and Paul, and somebody asked me what the image on the front of the pulpit meant. So on the pulpit of the cathedral is an image of two keys that are crossed in front of each other, and there's a sword coming down between them. And I explained that that's the image of Saints Peter and Paul, the patrons of our diocese. And so the image of the sword is often used to depict St. Paul, who was martyred by the sword, who says in the New Testament that the word of God is the sword of the Spirit. So that's St. Paul. And St. Peter is represented by the keys. And so the authority and the power that Christ entrusts to him in the gospel that we listen to this weekend is the authority of the keys. But before we talk about the authority of St. Peter, we can legitimately ask, why does God entrust us with authority at all? Like, why, why doesn't God make all the decisions for the church and have us follow them? Why doesn't God appoint an angel over the church or, or over the world and have the angel perfectly govern everything, and we could follow? Well, the answer is because of our human dignity, that we're created in the imago dei, in the image and likeness of God. And so God entrusts both men and women in the family with great responsibility and authority. God entrusts men and women in the world and in the workplace, to make important decisions from authority, responsibility. And God entrusts men and women with important responsibilities and authority in the church. But our authority is not absolute. And we discover that in the first reading we listened to this weekend. Authority is given to us by God And God can take it away. We hear about Shebna, master of the palace. So Shebna had been appointed a steward. His responsibility and role was to serve the king's interests and the king's needs. And so he would gain access for others to the king if they wanted to see him, or he would shut down that access. He would block them from seeing the king. That was his responsibility, but we know historically that he began to act in great arrogance. He was attributing to himself the role and responsibility of the king. We, we know that he was building a tomb among the kings for himself. In other words, I live like a king, I will die and be buried with the kings. And to Shebna, The Lord says this weekend through the prophet Isaiah, I will thrust you from your office. I will pull you down from your station. In other words, you're fired. (laughs) He says, "I, I will appoint my servant Eliakim in your place. I will clothe him with your robe. I will give him your authority. And he will be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Not a master to lord it over them, but a servant and a father. 
He'll care for them and look over them. And beautifully, God says, I will place the key of the house of David on Eliakim's shoulder. When he opens, no one shall shut. And when he shuts, no one shall open. This image of the key of opening and closing, gaining access or closing it off, is the authority that's been entrusted to Eliakim. Jesus uses that very same imagery of the key when he entrusts authority and power to St. Peter in the gospel this weekend. Peter, who makes that beautiful confession of faith, who do you say that I am, Jesus asks. And Peter alone responds, you are the Christ, the Son of God. You are the Messiah, the Anointed One. And Jesus says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, Peter, but my Father in heaven, and you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. This powerful, awesome promise that's often interpreted that the gates of hell, the powers of evil, will not prevail over the gates of heaven. That heaven will be able to withstand the assaults and attacks of evil and persevere to the end. And that is true. But that's not what Christ is saying in the gospel this weekend. He says the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against you and the church. In other words, the gates that hold souls bound, they will be broken. They will be unable to withstand the assault of heaven who breaks in to draw souls home to eternal life with God. That's the kind of power and authority that Christ is entrusting to Peter and to the church. And that power to bind and to loose is associated particularly with three things in the life of St. Peter and also to the rest of the apostles. First and foremost, to absolve sins. He gives him the power to absolve the sins of those who are bound by their sin, by their mistakes, by their faults and their weaknesses. They can confess them and be forgiven and receive the mercy of God. That will eventually be entrusted to all the bishops and then to all the priests of the church. But to absolve sins, to set people free for the kingdom of heaven. Secondly, to teach doctrine without error, to guide people in the precepts and teaching of the church that will lead them to joy, lead them to freedom, lead them to a greater love, and ultimately, the power to implement discipline. In other words, to give people the right directions to move in. So they're not moving in the wrong direction, but moving closer and closer to the kingdom of God. This is the image of the binding and the loosing that Jesus entrusts to Peter and to his successors. And so where do we need to see heaven more fully opened in our lives today? How can we receive the absolution of our sins? A deeper walk of faith in the teachings of the church. Where are the disciplines of the church guiding us, directing us, helping us to move in the right way? 
And where is God perhaps blocking the way, shutting the way that leads to death, that leads away from the path of life? Where is God forbidding us to act and live in certain ways that don't lead to life, but lead to death? We ask this week for the grace to live the teachings of our faith, to receive with gratitude the authority entrusted to the church to lead us to everlasting life. And may we use our authority in the right way, wherever we've been entrusted with it, that we might truly live in that dignified and beautiful way of the sons and daughters of God. Mm-hmm.